0: nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Dan and Randy, it is the opening drive on 101 ESPN and our friend the great Jeremy Rutherford, our blues insider from the Athletic joins us now on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Good morning, JR. How are you doing?
1: Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Uh, hey, I want to tell you something here uh, real quick is, you know, sports matter and you guys know that your careers are in sports and just a quick little story. I just dropped my 10-year-old, 11-year-old son Eli off at school and You know, a couple months ago, we bought tickets for tonight's game, Blues in Edmonton, and he just got out of the car and he looked at me and he said, Dad, after school today, I'm going to see Connor McDavid. Like, how cool is that? So uh, he's a massive, massive Blues fan. But, you know, when it comes to the superstars of the game, he's really looking forward to tonight. I don't think he's going to be able to focus at school today.
0: Oh, he's going to have a hard time with Welcome to my (laughs) educational (laughs) career. How's Eli been doing, by the way?
1: Yeah, good. They got a tournament uh, this weekend. Thanks, Brooke. Yeah, we made our way down to your neck of the woods uh, down in uh, Tennessee and brought some hardware home from from there. So thanks for the tips on uh, on Tennessee. We we ate uh, at a couple of your spots.
0: Nice. You enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um, wish we could have made it to a Titans game and painted our faces like your dad, but didn't have time for that. <laughs> Maybe another time, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeremy, you have an article out right now
0: on The Athletic where you have a Q&A with Tory Krug. And I thought one part that was really interesting, it was a great article, by the way, where you talked to him about his no-trade clause that he invoked last summer, and now you asked him about the approach to the trade deadline. What did you find from Torrey Krug in that response?
1: Yeah, Brooke, uh, so it's a 10-question Q&A with uh, Tory, and you get to about question 7 or 8, and uh, you have to ask him about the uh, situation uh, coming up uh, March 8th with the trade deadline after what happened last summer when he invoked the tr- no-trade clause to, to uh, prevent the trade to Philadelphia. And, and I thought his answer was, you know, not canned. Uh, obviously, players are going to say something pretty similar to each other when, when asked that question, but he did say, hey, listen, I know this is a business and uh, you just have to have an open mind. And he said, the bottom line is how you're playing. Because if you're not playing well, neither your team nor any other team is going to, uh, to want you. So uh, the key there was, he said, just keep an open mind. And, you know, these players don't really know all the time what's going on behind the scenes themselves. So when general managers are working on a deal does he know that that doug was working on the deal to philadelphia no but then it's going to get brought to him and presented to him because he does have that no trade protection so he's just going to wait till things cross his desk and then make a decision what's best for him and his family
2: you've been snooping around on the head coaching uh front here with the blues they're now 14 8 and 1 under drew banister 7 2 and 0 in their last nine and you know, you, you do wonder about his immediate future or maybe long term. Are they going to go outside the organization? You've been, you know, you're a reporter, J.R. You've been snooping
1: around yeah. on this or what? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you have conversations here and there. Uh, but, but I think that uh, what it, the, the way it looks to me, Dan, is that uh, Doug is letting this play out. You know, they've had some success under Drew Bannister. I mean, could you make a... A change midseason still here and 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 go with the guy who you think is the guy for the future i suppose you could but you know i don't know that you necessarily want to rock the boat right now with the team trying to make the playoffs and and the players uh responding to uh, drew in fact Tori talks about that in the piece too he really thinks that the guys are responding to drew and he said that he thinks that he can be a full-time nhl coach so you know uh, are they, is anything imminent? Is, is Doug have a short list of two or three guys that he's ready to, to go to? No, I don't think that's the, the case right now. Um, so I think that they're going to ride with Drew here and, and, uh, and see where it takes them in terms of this playoff run and then, uh, and then make a, a big decision here at the end of the year.
0: JR, if people have not read Pierre Lebrun's piece on Doug Armstrong at The Athletic, they should. I I love the fact that Armstrong sees himself and acts as a mentor for younger general managers. And I I knew that he had great relationships with other general managers, but I had no idea that he was helping bring the, the next crop of young general managers along, too.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen the piece, uh, Kyle Dubas, now in Pittsburgh, was in Toronto, has a a long, great couple stories that he talks about Doug Armstrong in terms of, uh, you know, Dubas being young on the scene in Toronto and showing up at, uh, like, world championship events and Doug kind of making sure he was part of the group and getting them out to dinner and so on and so forth. And, you know, I talked to Doug about some of that stuff several months ago when he was approaching some milestone games with the Blues. And another thing he he told me – and. You know I don't know uh, if you've heard this one, but when a general manager gets fired, and we saw another one today, Yarmo Kekalainen, the mm-hmm. former blues uh, amateur scouting director, he got let go in Columbus today. And uh, what Doug told me that he does is he he likes to call the person, you know the day of, or at least send them a message and said, "Hey, you know, thinking about you, tough situation. You know we've all been through it. Keep your head up. But then he said he likes ten or fourteen days to pass and'll reach out to him a second time in some instances and, and and see how they're doing so it's not just the initial hey everybody's thinking about you it's it's really a couple weeks later just make sure your head's still in a good spot so you know i've heard a lot of good things from a lot of general managers around the league about uh, doug from that nature
0: jr when yarmo left here we were all really worried about where the blues were headed because he did such a good job with the draft has his star dimmed from an evaluation standpoint
1: I think you, you have to say that it has. I think that he's had his moments in Columbus. Uh, obviously, they had that shocking series win over uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, they've drafted uh, some good players who've become uh, good NHL players. They've acquired some players like a Johnny Goodrell, even though he's not having success. Hey, you know, they they got them to come to Columbus. Uh, but by and large, you know, I think that you have to say uh, what's not happened in Columbus kind of is a reflection of, uh, of the work there, you know, including John Davidson. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people here in St. Louis upset when John Davidson and, and Yarmol uh, were essentially let go and, uh, and Hey, it's, it's a tough league and it's hard to win. And even those, those guys, uh, tried and, and they're good people, uh, it didn't happen for them. And, and, and the blues, you know, have had success since then. So, you know, decisions are made and Tom Stillman and his group had to live with them. And I think they'd probably be happy with the decisions uh, that they made.
0: JR, the Blues are currently in a wild card spot in the West. Why do you believe
1: that this could be a playoff team? Well, it's funny. I keep referencing that Tori Krug story, but I actually asked him that specific question. Uh, hey, Tori, you tell me why you guys are a playoff team, and you know he says that uh, I think we're a team that, that the clubs aren't going to want to play in the postseason. And I said, tell me why, and he said, you know, he, he feels like they they have the goaltending with Bennington and then Holfer. And uh, obviously, that can carry it in the playoffs. But, you know, he feels like they have some uh, guys with experience and, and that can um, change the game. So, you know, whether you believe that or not, that remains to be seen. I think they can do that on some nights. Brooke, can they do it in a playoff series? Like, is this team pesky enough? Uh, you know, we, we see in some of these games that they are. But I got to tell you, as good of a trip as that was, and, and I was on the trip, I was in Buffalo, I was in Toronto. You know that Toronto game is a letdown, and when you have your captain after the game saying, "Hey, maybe we thought that uh, the game was going to be a little bit easier without the Marners and and the Tavares is in there." I mean, if we're still saying that at the towards the end of the season, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think you you like that when you hear that. I know Drew Bannister didn't like it, and uh, you know he said that. Uh, there's lack of energy and so we're talking the lack of energy with what nine games left before the the trade deadline so is it a one-off and they come back flying tonight against the edmonton four-game homestand could be the case but um, me to me big picture you like that road trip but you don't like the way it ended
2: 618 says jeremy just as cool with the older kids going to watch connor mcdavid minor 29 and 27 <laughs> excited as hell to be going tonight my first game in five years Is it hard to have a face of the league from Edmonton as opposed to if the face of the league, and it might be Conor Bedard at some point with Chicago, but if they're not from L.A. or New York or Chicago, is it tough to have a face of the league from a Canadian city where maybe the casual fan isn't really paying attention?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I hope that person didn't drop their twenty-nine-year-old off at school today, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> But, but uh, you know, I think that's been a question, you know, ever since he's been in the league. Like as soon as Edmonton won that uh, draft lottery, Dan, and and you knew Connor was going to Edmonton. You know, obviously Gretzky was there, and, and all the the lore of, of that legend. But uh, yeah, you know, would the league like a Connor McDavid to be in a major city and perhaps even a U.S. city? I'm sure. But I mean, it does bring the spotlight to a franchise like Edmonton, you know, out West where, uh, you know, do you watch all the games? No, but if Connor McDavid's playing, uh, you're going to tune in. I think it would be a bigger problem if you had two or three of those types of players in places like that. But, you know, now you have a Connor Bedard in Chicago you know, if you've got some players in New York and Toronto, of course, Austin Matthews in Toronto. So, you know, I think you're not going to have all the players in those uh, types of franchises that you're looking for, Dan. So the fact that he's in Edmonton, I think he's going to be a draw wherever he landed.
0: Jr. have fun tonight. There's nothing like those, uh, those unforgettable evenings where your kids get to experience something like yours is going to experience tonight. So have a, a great time. Thanks so much for your time this morning, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Yep, thanks, guys. Talk
0: to you later. Appreciate it. That's Jeremy Rutherford with us here on 101 ESPN.